This episode of The Wheel Nerds is brought to you by Helite, the airbag technology experts, makers of the Helite Airbag Moto Vest. Visit their website at helitemoto.com. It is also brought to you by Cena, makers of Bluetooth communication solutions for your helmet, motorcycle, and Iron Man fantasies. Visit their website at Cena.com. Yeah, wheel nerds! Wheel nerds! Wheel nerds! Wheel nerds! Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 158. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. I'm a vegan. Okay. Did you know I do CrossFit? Oh, uh, no. I, I assumed I'm, you lifted. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a vegan. Did I tell you I was a vegan? I don't eat any animal products. I see. I see. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't That's eat nice. GMO foods Sweet. either. Uh, okay. Uh, motorcycles. And, I'm into this thing feet. now. It's called CrossFit. You might have heard of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you shared it on social media with me 900 times when you CrossFit? Did you see my, my workout wad today? Yeah, it yeah, was really I was, cool, right? Yeah, you, yeah. you should you, do. You, you did, should do you it. You did the video of you of you just doing sit ups for like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, dude, you should do it, man. It, it changes your life. Uh huh. Yeah. Did you know I was a vegan? Yeah, I, I got that. <laughs> How do you get any muscle gains as a vegan? You must eat a lot of beans. Never mind, that explains a lot. <laughs> Not non GMO. All the pieces are falling into place. Not non GMO beans. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, meantime, uh, I need you to sign this piece of paper here. Go, what? Yeah, just sign here on do the I, bottom. Do I need to okay. read it? Uh, no, it's fine. It promises roughly that you won't use the things that I sell you for evil. It'll be fine. I, what things? Oh, you know, like motorcycle parts, that kind of thing. You're going to sell me motorcycle parts? I well, I just, I, it, my, apparently, apparently this is what you do when you sell motorcycle my parts. My Yuli's running fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? what? You <laughs> so haven't got, got to the heads, have you? You can't sell me the heads that you stole. I I don't need them anymore. I got the bandit. <laughs> I also got a hop up kit for the bandit. Um, so I a called up. What? I called up. Uh, I called up whole shot because you know it's running assy, like not well at all. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I was like, I could get some jets, or I could just go get the stage one kit from uh, Dale Walker at Whole Shot, who, by the way, is a super cool guy, fun to talk to on the phone. Uh-huh. I'm trying to try to get him on the show, um, but one of the things you have to sign is there's a there's a release form, and it's like, yeah, this stuff is you know because it's illegal to modify the smog systems and the, sure. and the yeah. fuel systems and all that, yeah. and you know, off road use only. Yeah, off road or close course use only, and, and I'm like, yep. <laughs> you promise I to promise be good, right? I will use this for good, not for evil. Well, all the extra horsepower is for good purposes and not for evil ones. I don't. I don't think that's what they actually care about. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it was. It was cool talking to him. I learned. I learned a ton. I learned just an absolute crap load talking to him. This guy. This guy's forgotten more about motorcycle tuning than I'll ever know. Oh, um, okay. You know, stuff like that that super loud muzzy system I have with the big headers on it. Mm-hmm. He's t- he says, you know, so you're probably getting great horsepower, I mean, when your fuel is actually good and not when it's crappy. So if you're WFO, you might be getting decent horsepower. But uh, what it's doing is it actually robs your torque to get you that horsepower when you have the fast-breathing system. Oh. Um, so he's telling, he's, he says, yeah, so what you want to do is actually get some stock headers. And that'll up your torque because if you're doing Get some it, back pressure, yeah, man. it'll be it'll be like an extra you know five ten pounds of crap. But if you're putting a sidecar on, you don't even notice five ten pounds. Yeah, and you just want torque. Yeah, I was like, huh, okay, yeah, this is this is this is turning into a very educational call. I was just going to call and order a thing. 
So that was cool. I, I actually I enjoyed that. It's it's always neat when you talk to these these people who are doing the motorcycle stuff and are they clearly doing it because they love it so much. You think you I know? should call him about the uh, the Triumph? <laughs> he might have things to say to me about it. He might. He seems to mostly work on Suzuki's. Suzuki's. Yeah, he the the bandits and katanas and uh, mm-hmm. and stroms seem to be his his kind of stock and trade. Speaking, I don't know why katana kicked over in my head. You know what I've been watching a lot of lately? Uh, samurai movies. No, regular car reviews. Regular car reviews. Mm-hmm. That YouTube channel, regular car review. Yeah, yeah. They 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 review motorcycles. Yeah. He's the guy who did the Ulysses one about, you know, oh, alternate yes. reality. Don't let your views yes. grow up to be Harleys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he also did, he did that great Bandit 1251, too. Yes. And uh, the Hyobrosa. <laughs> Remember, kids, the Bandit 150 is only one Vespa away from being I've, I've been Hyobrosa. Using, I've been using the regular car review videos to introduce my girlfriend to the world of motorcycles uh-huh. so she can get a, a clearer idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the first thing she does is watch the review for her car. <laughs> <laughs> this car is tremendously practical. It's <laughs> Well, he implied it was a car for cross-dressers, so I'm not sure where he was going with that. <laughs> huh. So I've got questions now. That's not, where, that's not where I would have gone with it. I have questions. I have concerns. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, Don't you drive a Civic? Yeah, she likes. She's got a Honda Civic, Honda Accord, something like that. Honda yeah, something. one of those those interchangeable, boring ass Honda cars. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like you, know, you you go to the parking lot and you have to use the boop boop to figure out which one's yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Apparently, it's cross dressers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. He might be fun to have on the show. Hmm. Just could be. He he seems to be have a have a soft spot for the bikes. Mm-hmm. Do you think he could explain what to do with the bandit that pukes gas? Because that was the other reason I got stuff from mine. What did they, well? What did uh, this Dale say about it? Oh, uh, I didn't actually bring that up with him. Um, I just brought up the fueling issues oh, with okay. him. Um, no, when I was talking to Bob Wark, he was saying, "Yep, Wait, isn't, yep I had isn't, a few like that myself." Isn't puking gas a fueling issue? Uh, well, strictly speaking, it's a things not closing all the way issue. So the oh, petcock okay. doesn't actually close. So I have a new shiny petcock. Um, I got a new. You got fuel. a new shiny what? <laughs> A fuel valve. Uh, <laughs> a what? A fuel valve. That's not what you call it. I also I also ordered the. Uh, Come on, say it. It's a petcock. <laughs> I also I was like I was like, do I get the hose from AutoZone and you know like try the, to fit it in the hose to go with your petcock? Yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta get the one that's bent just so <laughs> to fit so in the space. It's a it's a tight fit in behind the banded engines. <laughs> The bandit is composed entirely of engine I'm a with, six-year-old. with wheels nailed to it. <laughs> you are a child, Chuck. I'm a child. There's no getting around it. And and in addition to that, I had to I had to make an order from a faraway place. Yeah? High in the faraway mountains of Tibet, there lives the grand master of the Tibetan Smiths Guild, Mo Shun Pro. And using meteoric iron that fell to earth from the heavens, he crafts exquisite amazing little sockets that allow you to actually fit into the tiny space on the banded heads to reach the goddamn spark plugs, which a normal spark plug socket cannot even see. Did you have to perform any sort of, like... I performed some, you know, ritual ritual cleansings and, uh, you know, ordered it, and, you know, it's coming from there um, for quadruple the price of what a socket would normally cost. <laughs> No, more than that. But, you know, it's meteor metal. It's meteoric iron and can fit into the 
bloody goddamn spark plug apertures. That's groovy. That was a rough moment when I'm like, I'm going to pull the plugs and, you know, pump the gas out of the engine in case there's any in there. (laughs) (laughs) What? What is happening? What is happening? It don't fit. It don't fit. That's what she said. Well, armed, armed with, armed with the socket of legend, I should be able to. When do you get, get that? Plugs out. It just arrived today. Oh, okay. And it's truly magnificent. Yeah. I have given it its own little case on the wall with a little shrine. <laughs> with you know. Does it glow? You know, if I'm paying twenty six dollars for a goddamn <laughs> single socket, twenty six dollars. Twenty six dollars. Was that including shipping? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, it was only a twenty dollars socket. With six dollars. Wait for laughter. Uh. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so it has a little shrine on the wall now. Okay. Yeah, with, Are, with everything. And, you know, can Iris touch it? The, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, neither of my kids can come near this thing. <laughs> my kids who instinctively understand how tools, doorknobs, and faucets work. God, no. no I've, my garage is locked from my kids. I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> folks, folks, make sure you have dumb kids. Seriously, it's going to make your life so much easier. That's awesome. Oh, God. I, I got a tail bag for the, the the sprint. Oh, good. So you're only slightly living like an animal these days. Yeah, it it holds my uh, my stitch mm-hmm. when I go to work. It's a big tail bag. Yeah, it's it's ex- one of those expanding ones. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, um, it was like eighty bucks from Cycle Gear. Oh, all right. Yeah, I can't find a rack for it. Really? I tried you get to give you. Who did you? Huh? Didn't you get a Gibby? I got the point? side cases. Oh, I don't oh, have a tail rack. Oh, that's interesting. I've tried to order it from a couple places, and they're just like, this uh, is an obsolete item. That no, 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 no. I'm like, it's easier for me to order parts for my Ulysses than this bike. Have you considered calling uh, Eric at his new gig and seeing if he could do some cardboard-aided design <laughs> with some of his people to help you out? I, I might have to call. I do know a couple metal guys in town. There you go. I might have to you call need some, them. You need some CAD. Yeah, That's what they use, cardboard-aided design. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Eric's not with Alt-Rider anymore. Yeah, I know. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, call for I, his new company. I'm sure they make something out of brushed aluminum, right? He's 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 making a holster for me. Oh. <laughs> he runs a gun company now. That's less useful. <laughs> or a gun accessory company now. I need a rack for the back of the... And <laughs> you get a shotgun rack. <laughs> Well, well, all right. Here I am. <laughs> Let's go to Canada. <laughs> Let's invade Canada. Yeah. Not a British bike. Blackbird's running all right. Yeah. It's, I'm still a little paranoid about it. Every now and then, mm-hmm. it takes a real, it, it takes some effort to start it. Yeah. Welcome to the, the extremely hopped up turbocharged <laughs> bike, man. I'm thinking I should add a boost gauge to it somewhere. Why? Just for the giggles factor? Yeah, just for the giggles. For sheer giggles. Just for the giggles. <laughs> What's that? Is that a boost cage? Mm, it's a clock. <laughs> and it's time for you to go bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Time for you to leave. <laughs> time to go. <laughs> um, but I do, I, I've gotten a lot more familiar with its... Uh, Proclivities. Yeah. So it's Oddities. actually been pretty easy to ride now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, 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 fun. It's, it's a comfy bike. It handles like a sprint, which is just a lovely, lovely platform. So mm-hmm. apart from the deep weirdness of the engine, mm-hmm. you know, it's quite manageable. It's fun. It's fun. When I get on a freeway, I'm just like, mm. boop. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Everywhere I'm, I'm like, oh, 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 boop. <laughs> okay. in, my, in my head, I'm still imagining, I'm like, and there's a part of me that's like, this is probably not the best idea. 
thinking of the bandit and the way it applies torque. <laughs> and mm. Mm, let's do something that will give it more torque. What could possibly go wrong with this <laughs> idea? <laughs> I'm like, I am, I don't know, like, when I, I get onto the freeway in the morning mm-hmm. and stuff, I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of cars around me right now. I bet it's a lot better up about there. a mile up the road. <laughs> I should be there. <laughs> and the sprint's like, okay. We're already there, boss. What? <laughs> We're, that was five miles back. <laughs> We're actually technically in Idaho now. <laughs> we, we need to go to work. You're going to need to do a U-turn. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. In my head, I don't know why I keep doing this, but I keep thinking of it as the blackbird. The blackbird? Not a blackbird, but just the... the, the, You know, like I've got the Buell. Mm -hmm. This is the blackbird. And that's completely wrong because it's not a Honda. No. no. It's just black bike. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a black nondescript. And it's fast as fuck. It's like a bat out of hell. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Mm -hmm. there it is. Not the worst. Not the worst. You're going to need some kanji on it. Make it go faster. Uh, yeah, you know, um, tofu listener, Jonathan mocked up, uh, Gundam symbols that I could put onto it. Yeah. That won't make it near as fast as proper kanji with tofu. Well, if, if I put the right symbols, it would be three times faster. That's true. That's true. <laughs> if I make it red. <laughs> oh yeah. Good idea. It'd be three times faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's like four guys out there right now that got that joke. <laughs> That's okay. They've really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, so we, we've got proper paper notes this week. We can <clears throat> like that. Well, let's see what's next on the list here on our very professional show. It's classifieds. All right. Back to the computer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First up, we have Baja Mini Bike Project 97cc 220 cash. <laughs> Read ad, please. What you see is what you get. Or you will be buying motor fours up front couple times, needs couple things hooked up, and brake line. Pull caliper and disc brake all their strat bars welded like it was like this when I got it. Chain still hooked. Harder to get frame seat not mounted. Cheers. What? What? The hell? What did they even say? Roller and chain all the hooked up still. This, I, uh... What? This is not a bike. This is something... This is a collection of parts that he propped up against a tree. No, no. This is, I think this is one of those like AutoZone type of you know specials. Look Not at that motor. anymore. Look that at that motor. These. That motor is the same motor that I have in my snowblower. I'm about ninety five percent sure. Look at all these words he puts together. They yes, are, yes. That, this is not a bike anymore. One never ending sentence. There's a what's that behind it? It appears to be a rat bag tractor. Go kart? Could be. Oh my god. Mm hmm. Does it run? I don't know. He calls it a project, so I can't figure to me, it out. that means not running. Or we'll be buying motor fours up first a couple times. This is not we'll a running. This is not a bike. This is this is the thing holding a motor. Motor up fours. I can't I can't even understand fours what he's up trying first to a couple times. I, Fires. Fires up. Fires yes. First couple times. Needs couple things. Hooked up. And a brake line. Yes. And pull a caliper. And the and disc brake. And the bars are welded yep. on. So they're there. If you don't like them, they're welded. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Buy, okay, what you see is what you get. We'll be buying. The mm-hmm. motor fires mm-hmm. up the first couple pulls, needs some things to run. Mm-hmm. Seat not mounted. This is not a running bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, run. Run away. 
I like the fact that it's it appears to be running on uh, on uh, on wheelbarrow wheels too. Offer him a hundred bucks. Yeah, offer him a hundred bucks, and if he says higher, you just turn and walk away, <laughs> and motion. he will run after you <laughs> and start throwing money Please, at you. Please, for the love of God, take it. He'll throw money. Save me. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one technically breaks one of our rules. Okay, yeah, it's sold. Four hundred dollars each, or seven fifty for both. Two 1986 Honda Spree 50cc, all running good. Everything work, no tittles. Cash only, no trade. And apparently, someone was in- somebody was not bothered about the lack of tittle. Yeah, um, and it's gone. Yeah, so Spree's, a Spree is the same motor as my uh, my Honda Elite 50. It's got a fixed ratio drive. Okay. So, like, when you first take off, it's super slow, and you hit the sweet spot about, like, 15 miles an hour. You're like, okay, this could be good, but then you're past the sweet spot, and the ratio's bad again. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And so you had two of them for one 800 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And someone was like, okay. All right. I can get tittles. Sounds... <laughs> <laughs> you're going to need two tittles for that. <laughs> Yeah. What is what the ad says? So what you know, everyone always wants is two tittles. You're gonna you're gonna need two tittles to take those bikes anywhere. Yeah, that's how it works. Obviously. Yeah. Next, <clears throat> a 2007 Ninja 250. Oh, okay. I found this one here in Salt Lake City. Thirteen hundred bucks, which seems like a pretty smoking deal. That's great. Yeah, it currently has about 21k miles on the odometer, but this number is slowly increasing. Okay. Uh, this pre-gen Ninja 250 has seen some shit. <laughs> it's clearly been dropped on both sides at least once, but. Not very likely. What? I don't know. I personally dropped it on the right side, having decided to ride on some ice. Oh, ice. All plastics are still on it, but I, I would say they are acid. intact. And <laughs> countless weeaboo stickers that cover it are holding the bike together. What? The seat is torn by my obese ass, and having been covered with snow certainly helped. I'm currently using it as a commuter bike. It works well and has been very reliable since I got the damn cam chain tensioner replaced. Primary reason I'm selling is apparent inability to develop velocities exceeding 95 miles an hour, which can be frustrating on I-15, as you know. Now that I read it again, it looks like the ad is unnecessarily grim and negative. So on the bright side, it almost has, it has an almost new chain sprockets and front brake pads. Update, some non-load-bearing stickers have been removed. Also, I'm going to include some parts with it. A couple spark plugs, carpet build, oil filter. Another update, randomly decreased price back to 1300 You can be a proud six owner. It's your lucky chance. Don't miss it, I guess. Weeaboo stickers? Yeah. Death. Load-bearing stickers. He's got a sticker that says death. Uh-huh, yeah. And some... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, load bearing stickers. This is not. This is like. This is the the most the most. Half-hearted, oh my god! Uh huh. It's the most half-hearted attempt to sell a bike. I think I've seen in a long time. And you know, it's this stuff. And God, and he's he's toned it down from badness since last time I saw it. And the bike looks in okay shape. Bike's okay. Yeah. yeah. You know. So I was like thirteen hundred. Interesting. Yeah. Could do. Yeah. I mean, you know, if it's all. Totally mashed up and and a carb rebuild kit. Now, I'm just gonna throw this one out. Yeah. Here's a bike. Runs great. Totally reliable. Okay. Comes with a carb rebuild kit. You have questions? I have questions. <laughs> why why did you buy a carb rebuild kit? I mean, I'm one to speak. I have a four I have a I have a, a bike with four carbs and I bought six of them. Um long story. But uh, you know, why do you have a carb rebuild kit? If it's running so well, mm-hmm. mm. there, I have suspicions. Maybe he's already rebuilt the carbs. Then there wouldn't be any kit anymore. Okay, the 
kit by its nature is no longer in existence once you rebuild the carbs because you've taken all the parts and put them in the carb. So it can't hit over 95 miles an hour. That's a thing. But, yeah. I mean, that's... <clears throat> Why do you need to go over that on I-15? I don't know. Apparently it really matters to him, though. The speed limit's 70. Why do you need to hit 100 miles an hour on the freeway? I don't know. Why do you do it in second gear? We weren't going to talk about that. Oh, sorry. God. My bad. The boost made you do it. That's why I need a boost gauge Mm -hmm. on the bike. So you can stop going so fast? Yeah, I just I this, this one this one struck out at me is there's there's there, it raises there's more questions. questions than it answers. Yeah, there's questions. You know? There's a lot of there's 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 more to this story. Yeah, but you know, for a beginning bike, yeah, you, you could do, do worse. worse. All right. Next up, uh, 1984 GL 1100, two thousand mm, dollars. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm going to Alaska this summer and need to empty out the garage some. Mm. Selling my 1984 GL 1100 Goldwing Interstate. I bought it a couple of years ago to carry a passenger, but I'm just not riding it very much, and it needs a new home. I got dumped. Mm-hmm. Fresh oil and filter. That's why I'm going to Alaska. I got dumped, so I'm going mm-hmm. to go draw mm-hmm. my sorrels mm-hmm. with the Eskimos. Yeah. Rear brakes were rebuilt last year. It comes with a standard and tall windshield. Mm-hmm. Uh, owner's manual, hay service manual. All the luggage works and locks. Radio and CB with handlebar controls. I think a wire is loose. <laughs> Bumps will occasionally affect radio, radio volume. About 36,000 miles. Tires have lots of tread. Seat is in good shape. Clean title. Uh, okay, so his girlfriend dumped him, and he wants to go drown his sorrows with the polar bears. <laughs> that's that's actually only part of the story that makes this particularly funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know whose bike this is? No. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. Tell me whose bike this is. That's Andrew Payne's bike. Really? Mm-hmm. Is this his ad? Mm-hmm. But he didn't get dumped. He got married. Mm-hmm. I take it all back. <laughs> Why is he selling this bike? Well, obviously, he got tired of all the noise. Also, this is okay. ten times the size of an Andrew Payne bike. That's true. I, 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 it's, like, it's like four Andrew Payne bikes side to side. More. I mean, I'm, I'm just so used to seeing him on that one bike. Yeah. Why yeah. would he buy this bike? I, I apparently apparently his traveling small book is a pack of lies and misdirection. <laughs> I okay. Yep. I mean, it's interesting you you mentioned Andrew Payne. Yes. Yes. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Okay. And he doesn't even look like he belongs on a bike like that, right? Uh, the styling and every no. Oh no. No. No, it's uh, uh no. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Yep. I'm so disillusioned. Also, the radio volume just kills me. <laughs> I'm still going with he got dumped, and that's why he sold it. <laughs> Darn it! There go my beats. I gotta find another bump. <laughs> your your fat beats mm-hmm. <laughs> need some fatness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next. Next. For seven hundred dollars, a nineteen eighty-two Honda forty-five E, a nineteen eighty-two Honda forty-five E motorcycle, full title choke is jam doesn't run. <laughs> Last ran two years ago. Maybe a problem with fuel line. 
Those are the only problems. Garage kept. Wait, the the problem is it doesn't run. And that's just it. That's Maybe it. the fuel line. Who knows? <laughs> so I'm just going to throw this out. My observation of this one. If a bike sits for two years, such as, I don't know, a certain bandit we can name, mm-hmm. um, there is a problem with the damn fuel line. I guarantee it. <laughs> I can assure you, Chuck, that there is a problem with this fuel line. Let me... You seem so certain. Let me... Let me tell you with great certainty in my voice that there is a fueling problem with this bike that has sat for two years. You know, for a bike that's like, what, 40 years old? 30 years old? Well, it's garage kept. It looks good. Well, I I expect until it's sat for two years. It's got 30,000 miles on it, so it's actually ridden some. Yeah, I mean, it Um, doesn't look bad. But yeah, the uh, the, maybe a problem with fuel. Really? Are you sure? (laughs) What, what, What leads you to this conclusion? Sharon, if that is your real name. <laughs> You're sure it's not Andrew? <laughs> oh my gosh. Who knows what like other secret motorcycles he's been hiding from the world. <laughs> he's got a Busa. He, he, secretly, <laughs> he, he secretly has a Rocket 3 and a, a Harley Geezer Glide. And a Busa. And a Busa. Yep. yep. That's like got a giant nitrous bottle that he mm-hmm. just reaches Stretch, over. Stretch, swing arm, and three wheels. Teddy bears just the uh, bungee corded to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. Last up. Uh, 2016 Iron 883, 1,500 miles, $10,100. Mm-hmm. That's oddly specific. Grew out of this bike way too fast. Payments are $202 a month. <laughs> just just drink it all in for a minute, Chuck. Just enjoy the the, the bask in the in the ten thousand dollar tiny sportster. So is he saying he wants ten thousand dollars for this bike that he still has a balance outstanding on it? Mm, that's what I'm hearing. And then you pick up after you give him $10,000 and promptly punch yourself in the face, mm-hmm. you start General giving principle. a bank 200 bucks a month. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. For some indeterminate amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm just, I'm just, I love, I love the whole thing. I love the Grew way too high price. It. So what, what do you suppose an Iron 883 costs new? I have no idea. Would you care to Google it for our friends at home? Sure. Let's look at that. Oh, yes. Okay, so according to this one link, the MSRP for this bike is uh, eighty-eight fifty, $8,850. And its picture looks just like the one in the ad. Just like, exactly like the one in the ad. Oh, it's glorious. So he's got an $8,900 bike uh-huh. that he's asking ten grand for. Yep. Plus, pick up the payments. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that that's like like you pick up the payments and you do that. I just I'm just loving the the grew out of this bike way too fast. No, son, <laughs> you grew out of the payments way too fast. Just 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 own up. He might have had a Krispy Kreme habit, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. grew out of the bike way too fast. Oh yeah yeah could be could be you know. <laughs> Because if I did that, I would be drowning my sorrows in, in some high yeah, something to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, you buy it and you walk out for ten grand and you go look at the MSRP. You're like, oh my god, what or, have I done? Or do you think he like maybe owes 
Miss some payments, maybe. Maybe he only owes a couple grand on it, and he's just trying to like make a lot of money off of it. Could be. Well, you know, it's 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 obviously a really classic Harley. It's a nice bike. It's it's the, yeah. It's it's a nice, it's a nice bike. It's their iron, which is you know like hey hipsters, we heard you were into this kind of thing, so we put some black pipes on it. Don't they have like a new bike out now that's like more hipstery? Yeah, they're 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 doubling down on that. Yeah, which and that bike looked cool to me. Mm-hmm. You know. You do own a wax cotton jacket now. Uh, so do you. Yeah, well. Well. Oh, my God. <sighs> Maybe I could buy this and turn it into a cafe rig. <laughs> I'm curious to know what's, what the, what's left to pay on that bike. Yeah. That, that is I have a lot pertinent. of questions. Need to know information in this ad. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is left on this bike? I'm guessing about... As you noted, that's oddly specific. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, uh... No. It could be yours, Chuck. Uh, No, that's... Mm -hmm. I'm done. (laughs) I've lost all all faith in you. I give up. No more classifieds. Can't do it. Can't do uh, it. In related news, Victory wants you to know that you can customize their stuff. For realsy, for realsies, yeah. <laughs> every every ad now Victory has is not like go ride the cool Victory tour, you know, check out the Vision, it's totally wild, or you know, yeah. look at look at all the cool places you can go on a Victory. It's like check out the cool customs you can make on the Scout platform. They just noticed Harley was doing that. Apparently, <laughs> apparently they're like, hey, have you guys noticed that customy type bikes are cool now? And they're all like. Hmm? Can can we make money off of that, mm-hmm. Joe? Joe, can we make money off of that? <laughs> yeah, you, you can make money off that. Custom bikes here. Custom. Can we put skulls on it? <laughs> no, no skulls. It's owned by. It's copyrighted. <laughs> Somebody else owns the skull yeah, I, I, I get it's relentless. I keep, I keep, I get, I get Cycle World, and I'm every victory ad as I'm flipping through. I'm like, so you can customize the Scout platform is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We call it the octane and the the compression ratio and the you know what? The, the <laughs> <laughs> is, is it because all the cool names were taken? I think so. All yeah. the cool names, and they're just like they're like looking for names. They're standing there at the gas station. And they're like, How about call it the 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 Exxon. No. <laughs> how, about, how about the Screaming Eagle? No. Octane. Sc- what? Ooh, yes, it's the Octane. Tuna salad sandwich. <laughs> two, two 24 pack of pibber. For- <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> uh, underage Cambod- Cambodian prostitute. <laughs> What? <laughs> drunk, drunk guy passed out. No, it's no, it's no good either. But I got puke. <laughs> That's a horrible name for a bike. Oh my god, stop that! Guy fighting with his wife. No. Guy no. fighting with a hobo. Underage kid buying cigarettes. The bike. <laughs> I got our commercial already made. <laughs> Hey, hey! This, this guy wants to know if you have a dollar. The bike. <laughs> hey, man! I'm a little down on my luck. The bike. 
Spare some change. <laughs> Low rider. <laughs> Low edition. <laughs> this this bike is uh it's a custom hobo gray. <laughs> this is the riced out civic paint job. Fuck you, Harley. <laughs> We're all custom now. <laughs> What's that bike called? It's called the Fuck You Harley <laughs> Edition. It's called the, the Someone Stole the Squeegee. <laughs> Min- minimum wage gas jockey. Emergency shut off. <laughs> You know, we're laughing really hard, but there's someone at Victory riding this guy. Yeah, really? <laughs> back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. Rewind. Is that, is that hobo with one B or two? Oh, my God. On the flip side, let's be honest, if they made the ice cream novelty cooler, you know I'd have that the next day. <laughs> Can't not buy that. <laughs> <laughs> the Victory Ice Cream Novelty. This is the bike for me. <laughs> Sold. Sign Sold. me up. I'll take two. I wonder how much it would cost to have Claude make one. The, the, <laughs> the, the Victory side, Ice Cream Novelty? The sidecar ice cream Victory Novelty with enclosed passenger. I mean, really what you're talking about is a body with a cooler instead Submarine. of a body. <laughs> it's got to be a submersible. Oh, right, yes, submersible. <laughs> it's got to be ice cream underwater. Damn right. <laughs> I want my ice cream underwater. Which, but which victory would you attach it to? Division. The thing already looks like a sub. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the, the victory floating disc break <laughs> edition. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, the victory passed out hobo is a way better platform for a sidecar. <laughs> Passed out over. <laughs> guy drinking. <laughs> the victory guy won't ask for directions edition. The victory guide. <laughs> what? Victory guyver? <laughs> I'm just going to write it. I can't you know, write it, it down. <laughs> All right, let's see. Write it down. In English. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Are you really a college graduate? Okay, it's the, the Victory Guy Drinking Mouthwash Edition. <laughs> That's a really sad story. So, true, true story. <clears throat> Lived in an apartment. Not in a good part of town, but it was cheap. My sister showed up once. She's like, You know, you live in the ghetto? I'm like, Yes, get the fuck inside. Um. <laughs> Too late. Dude's I'm, already humping her leg. Br- brushing my teeth, getting ready for work, and I hear this freaking weird noise from outside. Like, like, okay, what the hell was that? It's a weird part of town, so you don't like go out and look. Car goes by again. The hell was that? So I, I leave and I'm going down to the street to go get in my car. Um, and I'm walking out, and my foot hits something. Goes, <laughs> I look down, and there's fucking Listerine bottles all over. So there's this little retaining wall in front of the apartment building, and on the other side of the retaining wall, there are two guys 
drunkest skunks from drinking mouthwash, and they're screaming and throwing mouthwash bottles at cars as they go by. I bet they had really nice breath. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> and their teeth were shiny. I think of strange things at gas stations, and all I can think of is those guys drinking mouthwash outside my apartment. So, yeah, know. weird people, man. Weird people. Weird, so, weird people. Dude spending night in driveway edition. Dudes are riding X. small bikes. Dude edition. Riding. People riding small bikes. People riding small bikes. Yeah. All right, so we're on with Andrew Payne and Sue Knight. Um, Andrew's been on before with his small bike riding book, which we both read and cheerfully mm-hmm. ignored the advice in. Um, what? I, I am the lightest, most compact packing guy you know what yeah but anyways andrew's newest book sidelines and its companion book by sue one night's journey are a little less lighthearted, but still a really fascinating read uh andrew welcome back sue we're happy we can have you on the show glad to be here i'm drinking (laughs) (laughs) you have to be when you talk to us okay so so the leading and possibly most important questions about the two books you guys have written together um whose book is batman and whose is robin Oh wow, <laughs> that that question should go to Andrew. We're we're um, more like the Dyna Twins, mm-hmm. the Justice wow. League, Wonder Twin powers. That's you both have equally strange powers that don't do much without each other. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, and instead of a monkey, we have a cat. <laughs> okay, all right, that's fair. That's fair. Possibly more useful. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, so the the books are about cancer, which is you know good. Cheery topic for our comedy show. It's a it's a, a big departure for us. <laughs> I heard it read. This is a, us going for our Emmy award, I guess. Yes, yeah. a very special episode of Weird. Very- so Sue is the one who had cancer. Yes, it was it was not very fun, but <laughs> I'm here to talk about it. So yeah, so so. Let let me start at the beginning. So, what what led to the writing of the two books? Now, I will say I, I've read Andrews, but not Sue's at this point. Uh, for me, it started. I just when I first was diagnosed, I had a lot going on in my head and just a jumble of thoughts and fears and darkness, and I, I needed a way of getting that out and putting it down on paper. Kind of made me feel better about the whole process and kind of got everything out. Mm-hmm. And and then I started so as a way to share with family and friends, so I didn't have to make twenty five phone calls and answer all kinds of questions. I just was putting it out there for everyone, and people seemed to say that they enjoyed reading it. Uh, so it kind of went from there. What were you diagnosed with, and when? Uh, twenty fourteen breast cancer. Um, it was stage three A. Yeah. There are a bunch of letters. Mm-hmm. Were the letters? Remember. The genetic coding? Uh, you know, I don't... I it's don't in the book. It. So it's in the, the book. book, yeah. She actually had um, a visible lump, but because she had kind of a diffuse lymphoma, um, it doesn't show up in the mammograms. So she had a mammogram that came back clear, so they're like, well, then it's probably not cancer. But then later on, she actually went and saw a doctor who decided to start the mammogram the first time, and he was... He could have handled the situation better. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and all this was happening only a few months after we met. So we'd met through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. So um, we got out in six months. Todd is, Todd is gesturing wildly. I know I'm being set up for this. <laughs> what are foobs? 
What are boobs? Fake boobs. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, then I see why I was the one who had to ask this. I have a lot of experience in this stuff. Well, one of the one of the strange things about reading the book, and it's it's a very it's uh, I'm not going to say fun because there are parts of it that are really not fun to read. There are parts that you like you read so you can get through them and get to the next part that's not quite so terrible. Mm. But um, endorsement. I'm putting that on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, finish chapter four or you will have nightmares uh and you may anyway but, but uh i got to the end of the book expecting a lollipop yeah but but it's uh it's kind of funny because there's this weird early part of the book where uh i learned a lot more about sue's boobs than i expected to were there were there were there, were oh, there just pictures a, you just met a girl she's kind of cool and cute i likes motorcycles and travel and you're like, well, I don't really, I didn't really want to do anything or start a relationship, but she's kind of cool, so maybe we'll see what happens from there. Mm-hmm. And then she gets diagnosed with cancer, and then a few weeks after that, you're at a plastic surgeon's office, and the two of them are handing you fake boobs to kind of squish and test, ask, test drive. Will yeah, say. <laughs> ask your opinion of. So, that, uh, that's very important. <laughs> what do you think of these? How about these? That is, Pretty much how the conversation went, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And for me, that was actually the thing where the book... I think my favorite thing about the book is how very real and weird and surreal it feels, which I, I, I can only assume is capturing the experience of actually going through this in person. Yeah, pretty much. Definitely, yes. So as, as the thrust of... Sue's book is sort of her personal journey. Mm-hmm. Is Andrew's book sort of like, you know, I like significant others' personal journey? I like boobs. Well, who doesn't? But the point of the two books is to tell the story of one woman's cancer through two different viewpoints. The story of the person who's going through the cancer diagnosis and treatment and recovery and all those things. Um, and it's also important to note that most of Sue's book was written as she was going through treatment. So early on, we had no idea how it was all going to turn out. I mean, there was a few very close calls on her diagnosis it could have led things to go very much a different direction which i'm very happy that it didn't me too um but my book was written entirely afterwards and it's from the standpoint of the person who really wants the person to survive cancer at all but there's literally nothing that they can do so you guys are basically assembling a family together from to other separate groups at the same time as all this cancer stuff is going on. Was that, was that a, one of the weirder parts? Was that, did that happen naturally? I can't imagine, I guess. There were some ups and downs with that. It was, it developed gradually as we were kind of going through all this. In the beginning, she wouldn't tell me where she lived. No, that's not true. That is entirely- Can you blame her? <laughs> no, I was protecting Andy and from my... Uh, Why do you think we only talk to you via Skype? <laughs> Wait, he knows where you live? No. <laughs> not as far Are you as crazy? I, no. As far as I know, he doesn't. Um, no, it was... It probably... It, went, it started out very gradual. Um, yeah. I, I mean, didn't come over a, right away. A lot for my kids to handle yeah. that those two couple of years with divorce and we moved and mom had a new relationship. Mom gets cancer. You know, it's a lot yeah. for my kids are now they're 10 and 12. So I guess they were eight, and, eight 10. and 10 at the time. A lot, so much going on in their little young lives, you know, so 
I was Sue's first post-divorce relationship. So in the very beginning, there was a lot of distance between her kids and me, which I totally understood. It was on board with. But then once the cancer stuff got rolling, a lot of that distance kind of had to go away because she needed help. I needed help. help, yeah. I mean, he would he could come over and cook dinner for the kids when I was passed out in the back bedroom, unable to really do anything. Pick them up from school, drop them off at school. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of treatment did you go through? I had the works, they called it. Uh, mm. <laughs> had surgeries, multiple surgeries, chemo, radiation, pretty much uh, the full package yeah. deal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Double mastectomy, then six chemo treatments, which works out to two and a half, three months, and then six weeks six of radiation, weeks of radiation, and then another, another couple months of recovery, and then reconstruction, and then a few months after that, a partial deconstruction because of infection. Infection. So that's why I say I'm one foob shy of a full rack. That's what. That's that's <laughs> that's my favorite line. <laughs> okay. Oops. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have problems the next time I go to a strip bar. <laughs> You're just gonna quietly sob into your drink. I'm just gonna be like, "Nice foobs, sir. Uh-oh. You have to leave." <laughs> I don't think they use foobs for the enhanced version, just the full replacement kind. Yeah. But I could be wrong. It's never asked. It's it's not gonna help me. It didn't come up. <laughs> you didn't sit in there and be like, "I want the stripper model." Did I've ru- it m- ruined breasts for you, haven't we? <laughs> it might actually be a good conversation starter. So do you call those foobs or just reconstruction? Oh, or how does that? Sir, so no. you've got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Can I finish my drink? No. So now when, when the whole cancer thing started, I mean, I guess when, when I when I started the book, knowing, you know, basically bubkiss about cancer other than it's bad, don't want it. Um I guess my assumption would be that, you know, you get it and you do this chemo thing and it sucks while you're doing chemo, but then you're better. Everything's great. And then it was, it was chemo. And then it was like, okay, so now it'll be better and it'll be the everything's better part. And I flip to the next page. It's like, everything's not better. Hmm. Okay. Was that, was that expected at the beginning? Did they set you up for that? Or is it just, can anything prepare you for how long it is? At the beginning, it's just such a dizzying whirlwind of, craziness and fear you just you can't even you you can't even think about it but as you go you just take it one day at a time and I did as many things as I could whenever I felt good we would take motorcycle trips <laughs> and you know anytime I had a chance to go get out and do something fun mm-hmm. that's what I did we did a lot of camping we did a lot of I mean I felt like total shit I was bald and stupid looking and and sick and stopping every half hour because I was so sick. But that I had a huge smile on my face because we were on our motorcycles and we were going camping and doing fun stuff. That's, that's pretty much what got me through it. They don't really ever talk about the end of treatment at any point during treatment. They just talk about getting you through it. And then it's, and then one day it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And then they tell you that you're, it's not that you're better, it's that you're, well, you're not cancerous for now, LOL. Yeah, pretty Have much. Have a nice day. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You're like, uh, good luck. <laughs> you're off on your own. Yeah, it's like the last day of radiation. It's like, well, last day. Good luck. And we'll see you. You'll have a follow-up appointment in about three weeks. And that's it, which is different because before that, you had doctor's appointments two or three times a day. 
So you wake up the next day and uh, there's a whole lot of nothing. There's nothing, yeah. I mean, for the for a year, the doctors are doing telling you everything. You see them every day. You're being told exactly what's going to happen, what you're doing next, and then all of a sudden, that's it. You're done. Goodbye. Good luck. <laughs> and oh, and by the way, we don't yeah. know if you're any better. And yeah, you're living with no evidence of disease. That's you're living with Ned. Yeah. But from there, you just hope for the best, I guess. You know, it's a crapshoot. Cancer's a nasty disease. It's nobody's immune. <laughs> so all you can really do is just take your life and live every day. It's so cliche, but, you know, live every day the fullest. Hug your kids. Have adventures. Do fun stuff. Ride Fly a motorcycle to the affected area. I have three now. I just, uh, I'm breaking in my Zonshank. Oh, yeah. RX3. I just got my RX3. I just nice. did my, my first 100 some miles are done. 62 miles are on it right now. Okay, yeah. So I, I just saw that. I saw the picture on Facebook. So you guys got his and hers of the same motorcycle? We did. That's we so have... cute. <laughs> his and hers. It's the second time we've done it. Because actually. I have an SR, a Yamaha SR250, just like Andy's Curiosity. Wow. Are, are they color matched? Blue. I just painted mine blue because I like blue. <laughs> oh, please say your outfits are color coordinated. Oh, I know. And yeah, in an, in an even Not worse. Really. Not yet, anyway, but you never know. We, we could even call ourselves Sue and Drew, and that would be really cute, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, you know what would be awesome? I, I think they, I just threw up a little on my mouth. They get their suits, and they <laughs> each paint one half of a heart on the back, oh. and then they just ride, like, you know, side oh. by side. Hold hands sometimes when we're at stoplights. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah, whoever's whoever's on the right has to like shift really quick when the light changes. <laughs> That's usually me. Fine, neutral. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, I think I have kind of. Yeah. Yeah. She takes the left side, so I get to do that. I get to deal with that. Fine, neutral. Fine hold neutral. hands. Well, you're being a gentleman. Back in the gear. <laughs> yeah. So, so talk talk to us then about the RX three. Taking a step away from cancer and toward Chinese bikes. I'm going to leave that juxtaposition alone. Uh, how, how do you, I mean, obviously you like the RX3s. You have two of them now. Yeah, it's fun. I can't open mine up yet, really. So yeah. I'm just kind of. I got mine in November and used it as my winter bike, which in Wisconsin actually means something. So I mean, oh, yeah. I rode around in the snow. It did really well in cold temperatures. It has enough of an alternator to do heated gear. Um, the Chinese tires, uh, Shinkos that came on it, everybody said, are you terrible? And I have to get rid of or I'd crash. <laughs> But they actually warmed up really nicely, even when it was very cold. It did good in snow and ice, and I may have ridden on a beach once. That was supposed to have motorcycles. I almost a farmer's field today because it looked so Yeah. So they are very fun motorcycles. They are fun, yeah. Mine went to Virginia. They're light and zippy. Yeah. And... I just got back from Virginia on mine, and in a week and a half, I'm going to Arizona for Overland Expo. Oh, cool. You're going to be there. I'll be there. Are you guys going? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'm just going to assume that's a yes and be disappointed when you don't show up. Sounds good. That's heartbreaking. First, you can mock you Chuck, on Facebook. Chuck's a jerk like that. He's 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 thoughtless. He's. I'll I'll be changing diapers and you know the usual. Yeah, he's got family stuff to do. I I I have to. Like That's probably why I'm not going. Taking care of the kids, you know, they got to have an education. I have technically, I have my daughter that weekend, so take her. Take her? Why not? 
Be kick ass. Be Dad. a father yeah. father daughter trip. A six hundred mile drive in the Ural. Oh yeah, in a Ural that- lake with an eight year old. Mm. That's they can she can do it. Why do you hate me so it'll, much? It'll be it'll be an adventure, Chuck. It, we'll get like, you can a, take an adventure to Overland Expo. We will get an hour into this trip, and she'll be like, "I'm bored. Let's go back. <laughs> this isn't fun anymore." That's great. Fifteen more hours to go. <laughs> Fifteen. You're you're being optimistic. What what do you guys do with eight year olds? What's the secret? No, it I was I thought my kids would be doing the same thing when we went to North Carolina and we had days where we were riding for seven hours with the kids on the back and they hardly complained at all. They were enjoying it, it was beautiful. It ended up being a very long day because it was it like was seven hours of day. riding time. We had we went to museums and we watched sunsets and we did we got a lot of breaks in in between the ride. Yeah, we did the we, we did Deals Gas and the Chair Hall Skyway. Yeah, I mean so. that, we put a lot of miles on, and that yeah. was on the SR two fifties. So we're trying to climb up these mountain hills, these mountains like plug 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 plug. It wasn't quite. It bad. was that bad. <laughs> go faster! I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, can you go faster? <laughs> I am full throttle, child. I cannot go any faster. Let me get rid of some excess weight. (laughs) I'm going faster. (laughs) I could go much faster if I didn't have this baggage. (laughs) It's quiet too. Wait all around. So let's let's go back to Daria X3 real quick because a lot of our listeners might might not know this is a a 250cc bike coming from China. There's one importer slash distributor, California Scooter Company. And it's selling for about what thirty eight, thirty nine hundred dollars. Yeah, they're actually going with just CSC motorcycles anymore since they don't do the scooters. Oh, okay. Cycles, hmm. and they have three of these bikes now: a sport bike, a street legal enduro, and the RX three, which is their adventure model. How did you get interested in this bike? Um, I saw it at Overland Expo West last year. Actually, I first heard about them when I was still traveling. This 250cc adventure bike called the Minsk, which was in Asia and Far Eastern Russia. And people kept saying, because I was on my SR 250 and they're like, and I was getting a lot of, you should be on this bike instead. And I was like, that's great, but that bike's never going to be in the US because no one will buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> well, then it got into Europe um, and then Colombia and Peru and Argentina got a version. And so the bike started kind of spreading around the world. And eventually, CSC got it through the EPA to import it into the U.S. So I saw it for the first time at Overland Expo West of last year and was thought it was a really cool bike. and was actually suggesting it for people who want, wanted a motorcycle to buy to start traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until after Sue decided the SR250s didn't have quite enough power for us I to go to up. They are not getting smaller. They're... Yeah, so then we decided we needed to up the bikes a little bit. We didn't want to go with a bigger motorcycle, though the 250, the RX-3s, have got almost twice the horsepower that the SR-250s had when they were new. And, of course, now they're 30 years old and no longer new. So, <laughs> so yeah, curiosities. Curiosities, fine. Odd. <laughs> so, so if he's if he's... If he's making you get small bikes against your will, you can just 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 nod and say, "Okay, Mr. President," and give no <laughs> sign. Okay, hey, Mr. President, 
I still have my Suzuki Boulevard. Oh, okay. So, you know. <laughs> Which is for sale on Craigslist, oh, by sure. the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this is that sale. The, it's <laughs> technically for sale. Oh, my Boulevard. I figured the Boulevard was the tow vehicle for the, uh, <laughs> the RX SR. Well, there went the Chinese vehicle. <laughs> RV. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sue, were you riding bikes before you met Andrew? I was, yeah. Well, that's how we met, really. Oh. It was through a mutual friend who came back to town for the Harley-Davidson 110th here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Fabulous! So, Milwaukee, Wisconsin! And we're home of Harley, so... Killer of Buell! <laughs> Come visit! Bring the kids! Buell's back again. I don't think it counts as dead. It's more like a zombie. <laughs> He's a phoenix rising from the ashes majestically. No, I think more zombie. With bits of rotting flesh hanging from his factory and well, checkbook. Know, at and... this point, it's maybe like a zombie phoenix. A zombie phoenix. Definitely trending towards zombie. <laughs> You've got a thing about zombies, Andrew. I'm a little worried. Um, Awkward what? silence. Well, he's teaching my kids what to do in the event of zombie, zombie apocalypse, apocalypse, which is so. an important life skill. You hear that might be coming now. I know. Yeah, you, you saw the the news about the uh, stem cell research. Yeah, actually, I've been paying more attention to the forest fires in Alberta because we're going to Alaska this year. Ah, yes, those those old those could make for an exciting time. You don't have to worry about zombies around a forest fire. Yeah, let's just, you'll be fine. No, because then you have flaming zombies. Flaming zombie. That sounds like a cool drink. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that band in college. All right, so so things are good for you guys now. You've bought a, an RV, I, I heard. We bought an RV. Yeah, we bought a house. Wow. wow. You're getting all domestic. Sell both now and upgrade our RV so it has a better toy hauler for the bikes. <laughs> But Can't you just stash the bikes in one of the cabinets? Two fifties, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, put put one in the fridge and you know, strap one to the you know f grill in the front. On the RV that we bought, oh. it's kind of the two fifty of the RV it world. Is. They don't even... <laughs> you bought a Volkswagen bus, didn't you? <laughs> VW bus. It's not a VW bus. It is a Class A RV. It's, so a, Winnebago. It's, a, bus it's a Winnebago. Winnebago. It's only just a little longer than a van, though, so it's very small. So you, you bought the only thing that you could pass on Curiosity, didn't you? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> You've been looking at him for years. You see him coming. You got all excited. You're like, yeah, here it comes. <laughs> Curiosity. Curiosity. He's like a good, good motorcycle guy. <laughs> it's probably got 100,000 miles on it now, which isn't bad for a 30-year-old 250. Mm -hmm. it's, it's I wish I could explain how... Not smooth curiosity is it's so clankety and and there's this thing when you roll the throttle it kind of does this jig. I, I wish you could see it. It's it's really 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 weird. <laughs> Are you still sleeping in the hammocks? Yes. Have you fallen out of any more trees? Uh, no. And I feel the need to point out that was not me. <laughs> but it was your Here hammock. Come. Here come the disclaimers. <laughs> It was my hammock, but it was not me that fell out. So. <laughs> and it was hilarious. It was hilarious. That's right. It was Allison that fell out. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. And he was, and he was there like, like messing with the knots like, ah, this is me. <laughs> 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 
He might have done it on purpose. The world will never know. No, but we were all laughing. There, there was a lot of that. <laughs> all right, so so what's next for you guys? I mean, bigger RV that holds the bikes. Sounds like. Can't put a freeze on any more purchases right now. We're going to Alaska. We're just going to spend yeah. two months trailering the bikes, the new bikes, and see the world a little bit. Go to some national parks. See my new my niece's new baby. Yeah, the big ride plan is to leave Milwaukee, head to southern Colorado, uh, then go up to the Black Hills, mm-hmm. then go to Yellowstone and the Tetons, and then go to Glacier, mm-hmm. and then cross into Canada, go through the Banff Jasper National Parks, then hop on the Alcan, and go up to Alaska. And after that, things get a little fuzzy. <laughs> Sounds busy. Mm, definitely. How often do you have to follow up with a doctor for just to, you know, check? Uh, I think I'm on six month, the six-month thing now. You start out when they cut you loose. They say come back in three months. You do every three months for like a year maybe. Then they say every six months. Then they say once a year, you know, as long as you're feeling good. And I'm feeling great. I'm a triathlete now. Fantastic. Wow. <laughs> Andy, what's your excuse? <laughs> He's got a sore shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> My excuse is somebody, somebody has to watch the girls while she's off track. Uh, they're old enough to. <laughs> in fact, yeah, my kids are starting to. I have one that likes to bike and one that likes to run, so I have little training buddies. Oh, um, what's his excuse going to be when they're in the triathlete with mom? Oh. You have to do a relay because one hates biking and one hates running. <laughs> Um, Andrew's excuse to be, I got, I got, I got, got my ice cream is melting. Pictures, <laughs> I gotta take the pictures. You gotta take the pictures. <laughs> yeah. I, so you know, I've said I would do a triathlon, but it's not really my thing. I like different sports instead, and motorcycle riding. But so she does the triathlons, I do something else, and we ride motorcycles. Oh God, you don't have too long until one of the girls starts to get the idea. Of, hmm. You know, there are a lot of small bikes around here that aren't being used all the oh. time. Well, we're, we're there, there already, we're yeah. There. My 10-year-old loves – we took a dirt bike class as a family last summer. The 12-year-old wasn't into it at all, but the 10-year-old is hooked, and she is already eyeballing curiosity. That <laughs> 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 some character. Curiosity's lesser-known brother, Discovery. That's her 250. That's 250. my 250, yeah, oh, his Discovery. So, yeah, the 10-year-old's already eyeballing the 250s. Mm-hmm. Despite having run into a tree, a bush. Oh, but she, you know, yeah. she bounces back really easily. <laughs> she needs a buell. A buell. <laughs> a zombie buell. <laughs> I don't know if buells come in the, that small of a size. Uh, that's how I yes. started. When I was a kid, my brothers had dirt bikes, and I was really little and would jump on them and crash into a tree. And that was my, that was the start of me on motorcycles. So it's genetic. It is. It's genetic. Yeah. <laughs> So when are the books available, and where? I can show you one right now. Oh, we can no, post a picture. Show yeah, pictures. I can't show you, but um, there, I have printed copies of each book right now here. You can send us a picture, and we'll shiny. put it up with the show notes. Uh, the uh, the actual release date. We need is... to be Facebook friends. Well, it's not <laughs> my fault. You know how Facebook works. Um, I think I'm yeah. Facebook friends with at least Andrew. Yeah, I'm Facebook friends with you actually. So I don't know what her problem is. Um, Facebook. <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about? <laughs> the books will be available the week after Mother's Day, um, so probably before this podcast becomes available. 
Um, because we're a small publishing company, we publish it through our own publishing house called 721 Publishing. Amazon doesn't let us pick a release date like it does with the bigger ones. We simply tell them the books are available, and then a few days after that, they make them available. That's the best that we can do. So we know that the books will be available the Monday or Tuesday after Mother's Day, but that's about as early as we can go. Um, the books are already for sale through 721publishing.com, the website, and the ebooks are available for pre-order. The, those will become available for download on the 10th. Okay, cool. So you guys, you guys have your own publishing house? Yes. <laughs> She's gesturing at me. <laughs> Andrew has his own publishing house? <laughs> we started a publishing um, house as we got near the end of finishing these two books and started and, um, saying that they were almost available. A lot of other people, particularly people that Sue met through her cancer treatment and recovery, started coming up to us and asking if we would help them with their books. Some of these books they've been working on for years have nothing to do with cancer, and they were just sort of sitting there, and now they wanted to kind of move forward with them. Uh, there's a lot of – cancer is a lot of soul-searching as you go through cancer treatment, and a lot of people who complete the treatment tend to do a lot of things they've been putting off for years for obvious reasons because you're suddenly aware that the number of years may have just been cut a lot shorter and you sort of dodged a bullet-ish on that one. Mm -hmm. So they started mostly going to Sue, and Sue admitted that she didn't really know that much about self-publishing. She was doing her first book. I've done a couple. So we decided to kind of work together to form a publishing house. Uh, we bought a bunch of ISBNs, which we're going to make available. And we're basically putting our services out there for somebody. The, the line we, the quote we're using is, um, it's your story. We just help you tell it. So if you have a story or thing that you want to put together, you know, into a book, picture book, you know, ebook, print book, whatever, we're more than happy to get you to, you know, finish that draft and then polish it and clean it up and format it so you can then sell it or print out copies to give us Christmas presents or whatever you want to do. We just want to help you finish that. Cool. So uh, check out uh, Andrew and Sue's books, uh, Sidelines and One Night's Journey, um, available probably about the time you hear this podcast. Uh, we'll have links to the uh, to the books and to the publishing place. You know, all the links you give us, we'll, we'll throw up with the show notes. Guys. Right, good stuff. Yeah, thanks, thanks for giving me the chance to uh, read the book early, by the way, and uh, thanks for being on the show. I have very hard feelings about this one because mm. I can't stop thinking about my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, he had uh, lung cancer, literally diagnosed in August, passed away in December. Wow. He, he managed one round of chemo mm -hmm. and just, you know, when, when he was diagnosed, he was at stage four. Yeah. And they were pretty much like, you know. Yeah, this is, this is, yeah. You know, we could try chemo. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I've talked about it before. I'm not even sure he actually had lung cancer. He might have. I strongly suspect he had mesothelioma mm. from the asbestos exposure in the Navy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know if that would have affected the the treatment, if they would have changed that based on that. You know, I, I know it would have probably been better for my mom in, in the long run if, if it had been because mm. then you know the government has to pay her a lot more money and stuff yeah. but 
my dad didn't want to do that kind of thing to the Navy. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he was like, lung cancer, let's just call it that. Let's just treat it like that. Hmm. But it was really rough, man, because yeah. I look at home movies, and you could see the cancer affecting him. Slowing him down. Like a year before, mm-hmm. you know. He's at stage four. He'd had it for a while. Yeah. You saw mm-hmm. him with the cancer and what it did to him. Yeah. Remember um, the rendezvous mm-hmm. where he couldn't walk. Yeah, because one of his lungs was full of fluid or whatever. Yeah, full of fluid. And yeah. this was before he was diagnosed. We yeah, were, this was, was right before, in fact. Everyone was just like, well, is the oxygen up here? The altitude? The altitude? Yeah. Is it, is he mm-hmm. just, he's just old and winding down? Mm-hmm. Is he sick? With, you know, like a flu or something. Yeah. It was pretty rough. It was really hard. I was not ready for my dad to go like that, mm-hmm. that quickly. I don't think you're ever ready for that. I feel I feel tremendously fortunate in my family because, you know, the people who are supposed to have died of cancer really quickly are, you know, still hanging out. Mm-hmm. People, other people got it caught early. You know, my mother got caught early and no problem. Mm-hmm. It was good to go. So. Well, my mom had lung cancer, but yeah. it was... They they caught it pretty early and treated yeah. it. Oh, good. And it was just sort of a contributing factor to what eventually killed her. But, mm-hmm. yeah, with my dad, it was just, you know, it was so quick. Bam. And we didn't know that he was, like, on the way out mm-hmm. when we went to go visit. We, we went to go visit for Christmas. Sure. And so, you know, we get there, and they're just like, you got to go to the hospital, visit your dad. Oh, okay, what's going on? Well, you know, what's up? Oh, you know, you know, he was just having some trouble breathing. Everything's cool. And you get to the hospital. And doctors are just like, you know, your dad's over here. Mm-hmm. Still didn't know what sure. was going on because he's just lying in the room. He he can't really talk. Mm-hmm. And he had to write a note out that says, you know, I'm dead. Go talk to the doctor and tell him to tell you. Hmm. And I go to the doctor. I show him. I'm like, what's what's what does this mean? And the doctor pulls up his x-ray. And he's like, you see this little tiny corner of white area in this middle whole mass of black, that white corner is what's left of your dad's lungs. Oy. And I'm like, how could that be? I just talked to the man on the phone three days ago. How could it be like that? He's like, that's how it goes. Christ. Yeah. So that was, that was, and that was the beginning of a, a, very, a few very fucked up years for me. <laughs> no joke. Yeah. And then you made a podcast. Yeah, it was terrible. <sighs> yeah, he ne- yeah he never got to see the podcast or know anything about it. No, yeah. no. That came like the year after. I imagine he'd been vaguely annoyed by it. He would be vaguely annoyed by the the jokes. I was always I just thought he was vaguely annoyed by me. So, well, no. he was. He sincerely always said I had no sense of humor. Hmm. And he called you to cook. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So he, he would have had odd opinions about the, the podcast. <laughs> Surprised I am not. Yeah. Look at the kitty race. Jesus. Weird. Wow, really? <laughs> and I give you free beer. Yeah, I know. Well, That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, and I mean, I'm glad for Sue. And mm-hmm. It's know, awesome it's, that she's it's, doing as well as she is. And it is. And it's, you know, that's great. But it's really hard to not be, like, just... Mm-hmm. Thinking all of that while I'm, while I'm listening. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I think my favorite thing about reading the book, which by the way, everybody go give it a read, and I recommend reading both. Um, I'm still I'm still working on Sue's. We'll have the links and stuff in the show yep. notes. Go check it out. 
Yeah. Uh, I, my favorite part about it is the incredible weirdness of the juxtaposition of, you know, there's this, like, kind of sweet, kind of cute love story going on. Mm-hmm. And then it's in the midst of this this just absolute madness of cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's a, the cancer part is relentless. It's just, you think, you're like, okay, and that was the, now the cancer's over in the story arc, and it'll go on, and then there's some other freaking thing. You're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, you know, good good on them. And now they can go to Canada as soon as they can sell the gold wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she yeah, writes her own now. So they yes. don't, they don't. Full, dis- full disclosure, Andrew didn't know we were making fun of his gold wing this episode. <laughs> he does now. Hi, Andrew. How's it going? <laughs> How's things? <laughs> uh, as we're recording this right now, he should be at Overland Expo. Oh, yeah, that's which right. Which I didn't make it up to. No. Clearly. Mm, no. Yeah. No. Here you are. Hey, what are you going to do? Yep. Yeah. Nothing for it. Uh, we got some listeners. Well, I suppose I could still get on the Blackbird tonight and just be there in about an hour and a half, two be hours. About, about an hour ago. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just filled it up. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do you shift before you fill the tank? Three. <laughs> and it needs to be filled up again. I'll just pull up next to a gas truck <laughs> route. If you can slow Pow. down to that speed. <laughs> Drop out of light speed for a few seconds. <laughs> Sorry, I had to enter the relativistic universe again. <laughs> you know how it is. You know, got my yellow raincoat flying in the wind, the silver goggles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then just go again. Adventure. I've had adventure. <laughs> All right. We get some listener mail today. We do. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> this is from listener Ron Ayers. Uh, Your uh, order has shipped. Please review below. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And my order is shipped. Okay. What? We don't need to know any more about that. Why is he sending us that? I don't know. He's a weird listener. What's his order? Uh, not important. Well, you might as well tell it, read it. I mean, you've sent it to us. Okay, it's the uh, the cock assy fuel. <laughs> what? The, it, the right what? Yeah. It's uh, cock ass. What? Cock assy fuel. Assy fuel. <laughs> ass fuel. No, cock assy. It's the pet cock assembly for fuel. <laughs> Obviously, is what they mean. I uh, I I I um. My sign that I will never really grow up is every time I order a petcock for a bike, this is what they're all described as because that's what Cock-ish. all of the Japanese manufacturers, Suzuki in particular, calls them in their parts fish. Cock assy fuel. Yes, so you, you get your get your receipt for the cock assy fuel. So are you just ordering these things for fun? <laughs> no. Every no, I'm most assuredly not ordering $30 <laughs> fucking valves for fun. Even for the co- uh, comedy value? Even for the comedy value. Because then you can send it back. <laughs> I'd like to return the cock assy fuel. <laughs> I want to put the cock back. <laughs> I need to. I need to send it back to you. Which one's it for? It's for the. <laughs> it's for my victory. What's wrong with it? It didn't fit. <laughs> it's for the victory underage cigarette buyer. Couldn't make the cock fit. <laughs> she said it was too big. <laughs> you didn't choose the right year of bike, apparently. It's over 18. Not the cigarette buyer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the cockassy fuel. I, uh, I, I, uh, I do hope never to grow up too far where that stops being funny. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I, I'm not too worried about that. It's not not going to happen anytime no, soon. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> so what have you learned this week, Chuck? Cockassy fuel. <laughs> <laughs> We're still going to get a bad iTunes review for that. Yep. <laughs> yep. I've learned I've learned that I need more sockets made from uh, from iron me, fell from the heavens. Meteoric, meteoric, meteoric iron. My current sockets are Dem- not up to snuff. Damascus folded steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. By what's his name? Motion Pro. Motion Pro. Motion Pro. Which I, I assume must be like a like a Tibetan name or something. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Possibly the last of his kind. Guy's very proud of his work. That's what I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And that's what we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. Cock. Assy. Fuel. (laughs) You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. I am hilarious and you will quote everything I say. Dad, get him! Oh God, everyone's dead! Hilariously derailing one-liner.